aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone who wishes to increase their leadership skills and improve their career. My name is Gary Davison, and I am the Poobah of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into the skills and elements of skill set development to help you reach greater heights and to help you grow those leaders around you. What can you expect from the Lodge of Leaders podcast? It's simple. My name is Gary Davison, and I am a leader with 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 20 leaders to executive level positions in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, university faculty member, a board member on many charities, in addition to the roles I've held outside of the field of education. These all give me a very unique perspective that I can bring to helping to grow you and the leaders around you. After you embrace the thoughts, beliefs, and actions of the systems that I've put into place, it's my belief that you will see your own leadership skills improve and thus your career will prosper. You can expect to grow and you can expect to grow those around you if you put the work into your skill set and you're honest with your feedback. Remember, friction makes for growth and we will grow. Hello, Lodge members. Welcome to episode three of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a specific strategy that I like to employ in developing aspiring leaders, and it's called LIFT, L-I-F-T, and we'll get more into what that means. But we can call it LIFT to develop aspiring leaders into highly effective leaders. The secret sauce for building leadership in others has been hotly sought for many years. I cannot speak to all those situations, but I can share with you my formula that I've used to grow leaders. I've had a degree of success in my career building leaders for the past 25 years. I've been a principal of a large elementary school and two very large high schools in a sprawling suburban area. At last count, I have in excess of 20 members of my teams that have gone on to leadership positions, all with great success. The secret sauce, maybe not. But it certainly can be said there's at least a correlation to some of the strategies used. There are several steps that I employ, but it can be boiled down to a handy acronym, LIFT, L-I-F-T. The first step of developing a great team member into a leader of others starts in a very obvious place. Your selection process should be refined through effective strategies and techniques that expose desirable characteristics of expiring leaders. I find that there are several characteristics that expose a potential candidate as likely to have the characteristics for effectively leading others. Those characteristics are innovative thinking, humility, possessing a calm nature, an undying love for kids, not being overly rigid, an ability to navigate instructional pedagogy, and a developed spirit of servanthood. These items are not exclusive. However, these are the attributes that I find as being more predictive than others in the development of school principals and those that lead others. Once a candidate is selected, I begin to use the LIFT method for developing them into leaders. This is where the acronym takes, takes shape. LIFT stands for leadership, innovation, fellowship, and teamwork. 
First, leadership. I, util- I utilize many opportunities to encourage immediate leadership impact for each candidate. Team members are given an area of responsibility to lead. Within each area, there are resources to manage, people to influence, directions to align to the grand organizational vision, and crises to manage. The ebbs and flows of a school year, along with the ever-changing hot topics within education, can make this a f- make this facet a difficult aspect for a new leader. I oversee their development by guiding them with constant feedback. The feedback is not given at consistent intervals. However, I like to see the work and sit down with them to debrief their direction, effects, and assist with resource management. Many of these aspiring leaders have not had much experience with resource management, so this is the first area for many to feel very unsure. Occasionally, they will stumble into the directing members of their departments. This is a closely monitored area for me as the principal of leaders. I am seeking their input with all staff members to see the alignment of my current thoughts. These conversations are often called leadership lessons. Often I come into their office to tell them I have a leadership lesson for them. Periodically, I will use this technique to affirm their moves and decisions. However, when I need to give them further direction or provide correction, it's often done through the use of the same leadership lesson. I will often make an analogy that is somewhat aligned to the point of the discussion. For example, I had a young assistant principal who was eager to lead, yet he was very inexperienced. I gave him a team to direct through a substantial curriculum and structural change. He rather quickly and abruptly just gave the outline of what he hoped to see. He neglected to build a rapport with the team, hesitated to learn why they performed the way they did, and did not seek to build any alliances that were needed for the upcoming change. I, as a principal, could see the change was necessary, yet... They were not as eager to align their actions to a new direction. After losing the credibility of the team and setting back the change process, a leadership lesson was necessary. I walked into his office. Please note at this part at this part that I walked into his office, not mine. That's by intentional decision on my part. I outlined a time when I attempted to apply a new grading scale without seeking a solid understanding of why it was that way. I neglected to build a coalition among them and simply used my positional authority to apply the new scale. As you can imagine, it was a miserable failure. I shared that it took twice as long to embed new practices after I went back to build teamwork for teachers and apply these thoughts after they realized change was necessary. After I shared my mistake, he was able to see the missteps I took. The young leader was unable to see immediately that he had done the same. I walked him through the similarity of my misstep and his. He soon realized this. Upon his revelation, I encouraged him to determine next steps and discuss his new plan with me. I could give him feedback prior to applying the plan. The next day, eager and encouraged, he came to my office and shared his new plan. It was thorough, nice in its timing, and was thoughtful in terms of building an alliance among the team members. After he implemented the plan, he found that his effectiveness was much better and the team was better for it.
Modeling leadership strategies on a daily basis gives aspiring leaders an opportunity to apply new skills while they have the benefit of feedback and debrief along the way. Once they're a school principal, they will be expected to apply these new skills on their own. Of course, the newer the leader, the closer my attention is to their application. The key of emerging skill development in aspiring leaders is for me to maintain a sharp eye. I'm constantly looking for feedback opportunities. Once they are evident, I must immediately give feedback, both encouraging and constructive. Feedback must be descriptive, actionable, to the point, timely, and accompanied by follow-up questions. This has got to be a discussion seeking their improvement. The most difficult aspect of leadership development of young leaders is trust. I must trust them. If I am unwilling to go slow with them, let them potentially mess up, or often double back to correct actions, then I cannot grow them as a leader. It is uncomfortable in the two steps back phase. However, I have found that they only make these mistakes once. For every lesson learned, there's an equal and opposite positive reaction. I have found that the leader is more encouraged by their own growth. They grow members within their teams and are high, and, and we are a tighter team as a result. Often, they will go above and beyond to achieve great results for the organization. I've helped to build a stronger commitment to the larger team through their mistakes. The next area is innovation. I find that innovative thinking is the real litmus test for emerging true leaders. Innovation is vital as they work to gain experiences. The ability to think differently about problems, issues, resource use, schedules, meeting students' needs, and anything else that can arise is valuable. When I use the term innovation, I mean to truly look at an issue from multiple perspectives. The low-level leader, usually a novice, uh, simply takes the contrary opinion. They assume this lack of depth broadens their perspective. Simply, it does not. Innovative thinking is using many options to answer the same question. Planning for options A, B, C, D, and E is an example of innovative thinking. Only if those variables have great variance from one another. If they are simply the same answer in a different wrapper, then it fails the test of innovation. I'll give you an example. I was investigating a new lunch structure to gain hours of instruction for our most needy learners. The objective was to gain additional time within the school day to meet academic needs of kids that struggle. The parameters were clear. The school day must begin and end at the same time as it had been previously. The question was to gain instructional time in an innovative use of time. The current school day had been intact for nearly a decade without interruption. Truly innovative thinking would constitute a new answer. I asked a veteran assistant principal with true innovative abilities to work with me on this project. We thought we had a great option that would meet the needs of all of our learners. Unfortunately, when we sought feedback from our department chairs, we found that we were sorely mistaken. To her credit, she was undeterred. She rallied our efforts for four days until we found a true innovation. The result was one that is a true win, win, win. 
students, staff, and the school all won in this effort. It is that rare time when such innovation produces a result, but it did. I am still proud of her work on this, and we often reminisce about the day of these efforts. Innovation, innovative thinking is a true predictor of the ability of a leader to be creative, manage effectively, and combine two into effective strategies. I am not sure if you can cultivate innovative thinking, innovative thought into someone who cannot see options. However, I feel that tenacity, patience, and hard work go a long way to meeting the innovative results. If someone gives up too early, innovative results may be lost. Keep working and thinking, and then it will come to you. Be patient. The third area is fellowship. As a leader, we need to be able to communicate effectively. Communication is the most vital component of our repertoire as leaders. Effective communication helps build good rapport with the members of our team. An ongoing manner of this rapport is to infuse fellowship with our team. Fellowship, in its most appropriate manner, is to have collegial conversations, friendly banter, funny stories, enjoyable shared experiences, and collective team memories. To say the least, any inappropriate jokes, judgmental sentiments, or behavior that puts you too close to your team members is not desired. Remember, the purpose of fellowship is to build trust and rapport, not develop drinking buddies, best friends, or gossip groups. Remember, these are ultimately employees of yours. We, as the leader of the organization, cannot be in that game with them. We are determined to be a part of the fun, but must remain away from the party. There are too many leaders that have become friends with their team members and neglected to give adequate critical feedback strong redirection, or even corrective behavior. This laziness can ultimately cause an ineffective team to develop. Thus, all leadership development is lost. Each summer, I take all the members of my administrative teams on a three-day retreat. I plan a full agenda for the retreat, and we leave with our work planned for the entire school year coming up. While at the retreat, though, we do have a lot of fun. We play games, tell stories, take walks, goof around, and fellowship. However, we do not cross that line of appropriate and inappropriate behavior. I model maintaining that line of appropriateness with each member. The fourth and final component of lift is teamwork. Ultimately, effective leadership is about teamwork. If you as a leader have no one that will follow your efforts, then are you really a leader at all? Teamwork is also not about randomly putting people together and asking them to do something. True teamwork is assembling a group of people for a predetermined goal, organizing their efforts, aligning their perspectives, giving them the tools and resources they need to accomplish the goal, giving them proper feedback on their efforts, measuring their effectiveness, and determining their ability to meet said goals. This is a complicated and difficult endeavor, but we train for leadership through all of our efforts. One of my team members often says, teamwork makes a dream work. He is exactly correct. We cannot dare to meet the dreams of our organization if we cannot work together to achieve the goals determined. It is a friendly reminder to be on the same page, listen to one another, consider each other's ideas, talk it through, 
and come to a common notion, even if it's not mine. I thank him eternally for giving me and the team this constant reminder. As mentioned before, many leaders of this organization uh, of, of organizations have emerged from my many teams throughout the years. They've gone on to lead schools, departments within school systems, and other learning organizations. These are attributes. These attributes are not exclusive to learning organizations. Rather, I see them as critical factors for any leader of people. I cannot think of any organization that would benefit from these that could not benefit from these attributes. Remember to teach your leaders to lift. Thank you again for stopping by the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Next time, we'll get into another innovative strategy. Thanks for listening to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Before we go, you can be a Lodge member simply by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you choose to join me as a poobah in the lodge, very simple. Sign up for the email reminders on drgarydavison.com. Until we meet again, remember that experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is.